Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Donald Trump was arrested, fingerprinted, booked, and arraigned in a Washington, D.C. federal courthouse today after being indicted by a D.C. grand jury in a case brought by special counsel Jack Smith for Trump's criminal conduct relating to the 2020 election and the January 6th insurrection. The magistrate judge asked Trump his name if he took drugs in the past 24 hours and let it be known that if he commits any further crimes while the case is pending, he would be immediately thrown in prison. In other words, Trump was treated like the common criminal that he is. Trump pled not guilty to all four counts in the indictment, and then he went on his way to his social media platform after not being able to look special counsel Jack Smith in the eyes again to whine like the fascist baby that he is. We will cover it all. Meanwhile, the main road around the Fulton County Courthouse is set to close to general traffic. Starting Monday morning, the Fulton County Sheriff's Office announced Thursday afternoon as the Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis seems poised to indict Donald Trump in the next two weeks. The independent auditor of the Trump SPAC, which was set to merge with the Trump Media Group, which controls Truth Social, resigned following material defects in the SPAC's financials having been identified also following an $18 million fraud settlement with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Also, following the indictment of three individuals for a massive $22 million insider trading scheme, and also following a shady loan from a mysterious bank in the island of Dominica connected to Russian oligarchs. Also following, well, you get the Point. E. Jean Carroll has filed a motion for summary judgment against Donald Trump in New York federal court for the remaining defamation lawsuit, citing her victory in the first trial and its preclusive effect, she argues, on the pending case. E. Jean Carroll says all that is left to be decided by a jury is how many millions of dollars the jury should award her against Donald Trump. And finally, the deposition transcript of Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer, from Monday's House Oversight closed-door committee session was released today, and it completely contradicts all the bogus claims MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives have been making. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Archer stated that he has no knowledge of President Biden at any time seeking to influence any business deal relating to Hunter Biden or anything, period. We have the deposition transcript, folks. We'll go over that and more 
This is the Midas Touch Podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy Micellis. Also want to announce at the top of the show, our new website, MidasTouch.com, which Let's will go. now be the number one source of pro-democracy news. MidasTouch.com will complement everything we do on our YouTube page. MidasTouch.com will provide all of the documents and transcripts with some of the top reporters that exist right now, and we're so fortunate to have them. More announcements to come later about MidasTouch.com, but make it your homepage and check in multiple times a day. Brett Jordy, how are you? Good. I'm really excited about MidasTouch.com. I'm really excited about Arrest and Arraignment Day once again. It feels a little bit like deja vu over here. I'm not going to lie. It's like the guy's getting arrested again. He's getting arraigned again. For which crime? Didn't, For we, which didn't we just do this? Didn't we just do this special? What a funny summer. I'll get into that in a second. But the cool thing about MidasTouch.com also is all the various clips that we play on this show are also going to be on MidasTouch.com. And a lot of you are going to be able to actually see a lot of this stuff on the website before we even and go live often. We're hiring some incredible, incredible writers, and we're still technically in our soft launch uh, period, uh, but it's a pretty hard soft launch, but we're still technically in our soft launch period. So they're going to be a more- secret between us and the millions of people us, who watch. Yeah, and, what yeah, differentiates yeah. between the soft launch when we announce it on the podcast and to the YouTube audience versus like, do we just, is it just us saying like, okay, we're finally firmly launched? Yeah, yeah. well, I'll say this. We have, we have, we have a few <laughs> things like, like we're working on, we're working on our newsletter. Currently, we don't have the newsletter up. We're going have some other features added to the site. And so once all that is implemented, it'll be the hard launch. But, wow. but the site has a lot of action on right now. So many people come into it. I am super psyched to see the enthusiasm for it. I think there's really been a void of this kind of stuff online, and I can't wait to dig into it. Trump's just had an, having a funny summer, brothers. Like when you think of your summer plans, and I know I said this at the top of the summer before any indictments even dropped, but I was like, just think about Donald Trump's schedule right now for the summer. He needs to dictate his entire summer vacation around where he's going to be indicted and fly to those locations. And now we've seen him just all summer gallivanting, crisscrossing across the nation to get arrested. It's just like, like a conceptually, it's very funny to me to fly across the country to get arrested. Oh, where you go? I'm going to, uh, going to Florida today. Going to get arrested down in, in Florida. I'm going to Manhattan today. Going to get arrested in, in Manhattan. Oh, I'm going to go to DC. Are you seeing the sights? No, I'm getting arrested in Washington, DC. It's just quite, <laughs> quite, quite the summer. And I, I think we appropriately dubbed it. And Jordy, I think this is you indictment season. Ooh. It's indictment season. And it truly does feel like indictment season. And guess what? The season is not over. Jordy, how are you doing? I am doing well. The only point where I disagree with you, Brett, is I think he's just perpetually on vacation. I mean, the guy lives in, <laughs> lives in Marla. He lives in Florida. He's always on vacation, the guy. And so it's, it is great to see. I mean, today, what a fan, what a, what a, what a great day for accountability here. And I'm excited to get into the show. I have my popcorn ready, folks. Like this is going to be, I just know it, an A-plus show. So I'm going to eat that. the popcorn while doing the show that you're on? I'll mute myself so there's not yeah. like chewing sounds yeah. for the audio, audio listeners, listeners, but I, I plan on kind of pigging out during the episode. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. I think there were some conflicting reports, and I'll just say it. There Some people in the court were saying that, and I think this was coming from Trump's camp, that Trump was also staring back at special counsel Jack Smith. I had heard from people in the courtroom that Donald Trump was still doing that thing where he crosses his arms. Well, and here's the thing. I think down, both which... could be right because the, uh, the, 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 
the reporting that I was seeing was that Trump was incredibly fidgety in the courtroom. And like you said, they were treating him uh, this time around a lot more like a common criminal and did not give him a lot of yeah. the benefits that he received in other places, which is beautiful. And I know you'll dig into that, but I know he was sitting in that courtroom for much longer than he expected. Usually it's like they get in there, the judge is there, the, you know, the hearing happens. This time the judge took their time and Trump was just sitting there kind of nervous with terror on his face, uh, fidgeting, like uh, he was fidgeting like with his fingers looking around uncomfortably. And then Jack Smith sat down and Jack Smith always does the ultimate mad dog move when he sits down and he's like 15 feet away from Donald Trump and gives him the stare down. And I think, you know, at first Donald Trump was like you heard slumped over. And then at a certain point they locked eyes. Um, but what, what, what a moment we've seen and, and what an image all of this is. And to me, it's it's really symbolic. It's really symbolic um, and important for this nation to really have it front and center that no person in this country, no matter your status, should be above the law. And we've seen people like Donald Trump get away with these kind of crimes for far too long, not inciting an insurrection, but uh, you know, getting away with these sorts of crimes um, at a high level for a very long time. So it's excellent to see that accountability is coming and that more accountability is on the way. The magistrate judge Upadiah began the proceeding by saying to Donald Trump, please state your name, sir. Made him say his name was Donald J. Trump. Sir, have you taken any alcohol or prescription medication or other drugs that would make you otherwise impaired to go on with these proceedings today, sir? Donald Trump had to answer no. She then said, sir, I want to remind you and let you know if you commit any further crimes at all while this case is pending, you will be immediately remanded into custody, sir. Do you understand that? I mean, she was treating Donald Trump like the common criminal uh, that he is, like any person yes. accused of a crime. You're not, you're, not in Flo went, you're not in Florida anymore, Donnie. You're, you're not, not in Florida. Florida. You're, not, you're not in Florida anymore. And then there were, you know, Trump pled not guilty to each of the four counts. And then Trump's lawyers tried to do a delay tactic. We want a brief that there should not be a speedy trial. We'd like to submit briefs. And then the magistrate judges, funny you say that. The next hearing, August 28th, before the federal judge, Judge Tanya Chutkin, I've spoken with federal judge Chutkin and she's ready to set a trial date. And she's going to set that trial date on August 28th. So if you want to brief that issue, you have five days to do it. Department of Justice, you have five days to respond. Be ready by August 28th. Now that is how you move a court case forward. And when special counsel Jack Smith filed this indictment, I guess here's why special counsel Jack Smith is more experienced than I am. You know, I, I was saying I was saying that he could have brought hundreds of counts, hundreds of counts on money laundering, crimes relating to Donald Trump's PAC alone, hundreds of counts. This could have been a thousand count indictment. But you know how long a thousand count indictment would take to go to trial? Like 10 years. So special counsel Jack Smith held back criminal charges. Just think about that. And he made it a four count indictment. He could still charge the others in the future. The statute of limitations on those still exist and he could bring those in 2025. 
But he said, I want to make this a narrow case about what he did leading up to the January 6th insurrection and on January 6th itself. So I thought that surgical move is brilliant. And with that surgical move and with this case in front of a law and order judge, this is why I said, even with all of the stuff with Eileen Cannon, I was telling people, don't worry. And they're like, Ben, it's Cannon. I should worry. Don't worry, because Jack Smith knows what he <laughs> is doing. I am very, very confident that either or both of the cases brought by special counsel Jack Smith will go to trial before the 2024 election based on the precision and surgical nature within which special counsel Jack Smith has brought it. And by the way, special counsel Jack Smith, if you want to know the chess moves, he knew exactly what Trump and his people were going to say. Oh, it's a free speech issue, free speech, free speech, free speech, right? So special counsel Jack Smith built into the indictment in paragraph three, yeah, Trump's able to lie. That's fine. But this isn't about his lying. This is about what he did with the lies, the conspiracy, the crime. When he weaponized the lies to change the results of the election, it went from free speech to criminal conspiracy when you're now trying to change votes and undermine the electoral college. That's the brilliant pivot. And because Trump is playing less than one dimensional checkers, his lawyers are all out there. Free speech, free speech, free speech. Jack Smith was like, yeah, you do have a free speech right. You do have a free speech right to be a total jerk. Like we have a free speech right on the Midas Touch podcast to call you out for being a fascist whiny baby, which MAGA Republicans go, oh, you're trying to cancel us. No, we're trying to criticize you. And we have a free speech right to do that. But- what you can't do is threaten the vice president, try to change the results of the electoral college, try to switch votes. That becomes a crime. And Jack Smith says it right there. Yeah, he called it right from the beginning. And he like, you know, it, it was very prescient of Jack Smith because immediately following the indictment, those talking heads and the people in Trump's camp walked right into Jack Smith's trap and started saying the exact thing that Jack Smith basically started the indictment with. Like clearly they either didn't read the thing or they completely ignored that aspect. And, you know, yeah, like you said, Jack Smith in the in the indictment, he's like, he could even lie about the election. Like, like he's allowed to lie about the election, even though he's wrong, he's allowed to lie about it. But you're not allowed to have a criminal conspiracy to change votes and disenfranchise Americans in order to overturn a free and fair election. Like, it's pretty cut and dry. And it was a powerful indictment. I believe a little quirk. I don't know if this was a, a subtle mad dog dig that Jack Jack Smith got in, but the indictment, 45 pages, I thought Ooh. was quite symbolic, a 45-page indictment against Donald Trump, number 45. What could be better than that? Ben, I want to get your opinion on this because I was reading some interesting stuff about the action within the courtroom, and I know, I know you're itching to go to the circus-like atmosphere that was going on outside the courtroom, which I think the folks here need to see. But a lot of interesting faces inside the courtroom today, that surprised me. I mean, one of the powerful moments there, I think, was when you had these Capitol Police officers who defended the Capitol there. Mm -hmm. People like Capitol Officer Harry Dunn was there. People like Daniel Hodges. Hodges was the one who was crushed in the door by the rioters screaming out during the attack. They were present at the court. But these, these judges 
that were in the court. This kind of surprised me a bit. You had Judge Amy Berman Jackson spotted, who you've talked about in a lot of your hits. You had Judge Randall Moss there. You had Judge Boesberg there present to observe. He was the judge that actually was allowed Pence to testify. Then you had at least seven other magistrate judges present, all sitting in the same row. Do you think they just wanted a front seat to history? Were they making a statement? Like what what was going on there in your in your mind? I think that, you know, it's it's in their courthouse. I think they want to see what's going on in their courthouse. And these are very appropriately so law and order judges, all of the ones who appeared, you know, who have all participated in one way or another in hearing evidence and making critical rulings in this matter. And this is about law and order. You know, Washington, D.C., um, specifically the Capitol building, you know, was the situs of Donald Trump's attacks and attacks. And even to this day, Donald Trump continues to try to attack Washington, D.C. as part of a ill-fated effort to try to get the case transferred, right? What he's hoping that he can do is try to get the venue removed by attacking D.C. and then whining and saying he can't get a fair trial. Yeah, where, did he, where did he want it? We'll go over his post, but West we're Virginia. Gonna, we're going to go over his post. He wants <laughs> it's, it's never going to happen. The case, <laughs> the case is never going to be transferred. But look, I think you had these federal judges and magistrate judges recognizing the importance, but also the solemnity of this event and its place in history hmm. and where law and order truly needs to prevail. And also to show, I think, solidarity with the judiciary, with the judicial branch that is under attack by Donald Trump and Donald Trump trying to destroy it. So that's my overall perspective there. And I'll I'll, I'll toss it to either you or Jordy, but then I want to talk a little bit about, I want to set the environment of what was taking place outside, um, both in terms of Trump's lawyers and guess very few supporters showed up very very like 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 10 like like almost nobody showed up there uh for him um but some protests against him outside but we'll talk about that in a moment anything else you two want to add no, I've got nothing to add there unless Jordy does. I'm happy to dig on into the scene outside which was quite the spectacle. Jordy, anything to add? No, no, let's let, let's dive in because people people are embarrassed by this man. They're embarrassed that they once supported him. So bench, what what do we see there? Okay, this may be every time I watch this video, I laugh and I need to find a way to incorporate this video into lots of videos that i make like but the last favorite one <laughs> oh, is no. when trump lost the e Jean carroll trial and then when joe takapina was Hilarious. entering the woman was like you're tacky takapina <laughs> and just the there way are certain there it. are certain videos that really get you and ben cannot like ben literally will it will be like two in the morning i'll wake up to a text that's that video and he's like i can't stop watching this well and the by the way one? it will be it would be like a screenshot of that video of like him watching it in the moment to tell us how funny like how, how he keeps laughing yeah, at it i'm like so this, no this, i this I'm, Dude, you've been talking about it all day. I know you sent it to me sixty times. Like the other, like the other one that I'm obsessed with is the Republican chair, uh, uh, Christi, Christina Carano or Carino of, of Michigan, the Michigan Republican Party chair, where she talks, where she talks about like a possum was eaten by an eagle, and that man, because I just I'm like, whoa, the MAGA Republican Party are like just the craziest, <laughs> weirdest people in the world, and it just is reflective of that. But anyway, so this right 
here outside right before Donald Trump. <laughs> like imagine you're pulling up to be arraigned and this is what you see. It's a, an inflatable Trump outside the courthouse mocking Trump saying, well, just, just play the clip. Jail! You gotta be held Hello. accountable. I can't go to jail. I'm all fluffy. Don't take advantage of me. You incited an uprising. No. It's okay. illegal. Build me my own jail in New York City somewhere. I wanna go. I don't wanna go to jail. No. No. Okay, stand here for a minute, Trump. No. I can't go to jail. Yep, you're at the courthouse. I got dimples. I can't go to jail. She may be the same person who did the tack. She may be the same person who yelled tacky takapina. Like, I need to research that more. It's a very similar vibe, absolutely. <laughs> There's the, the adjectives that, that the person in the Trump suit uses are remarkable. <laughs> I can't go to jail. I'm for, for the audio listeners, there's the guy in the Trump suit. And then there's a woman just like walking the guy, like holding on to like, like he's like a dog or something like, like dog walking this, this guy in the jumpsuit. Well, there's no way he could see in the suit is the thing. That's it's true. like this big inflatable suit. There's no and, way. He and her any. sign says something like Trump 20, 24 years in prison. Great sign. What, what an apps, what, what, a, what a scene. So J Donald Trump pulls up. These are the images that he's seen. He's he's looking for supporters, right? He's open. He's, he's open every time. Like he's praying that he has a sea of supporters. That it looks like this is going to be Jan Six Part Two. Let's bring the band back together. He gets there, and there's a guy in this ridiculous Donald Trump outfit just mocking him ruthlessly. But like, what 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 else is going on there? I know there were a few supporters there as well. And Midas Touch contributor Brian Karam uh, did connect with one of them. And I'll just say. Like when you think of Trump supporter, uh, whatever you're thinking in your head right now, it's not far off than this interaction that Brian Karam, White House reporter and Midas Touch contributor, uh, had with this uh, gentleman. Let's call him. We'll play the clip. So can I ask you a question? You're, I, I, the, what happens? I mean, was he right about everything? No, my question is Trump was right about everything. So if he's, what if he's convicted? Would you still vote for him? Absolutely. Convicted of what? Is there any of any of the 78 charges that he's facing felonies? Would you still vote for him? If I took a piece, if I took a shit right here, well, and if I, I cut I, it up into 78 pieces, what would I have? Uh, I'd have the same stupid piece of shit. It's irrelevant. So it doesn't <laughs> it's matter. Cut it up into 78 different pieces. What if you personally witnessed him commit a crime and then he was convicted? Well, would you then happened. vote for him? So, like if he. Uh, if he had Don Jr. working for a natural gas company, no, I'm making asking $80, you, is there a any, month, and then started is a there war in Ukraine? Under any circumstance, would you not vote for him, I guess? Is no, question. absolutely not. Because he's a proven track record. He's a perfect president. He's an American hero. And he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to the American political Wow. But that's what a modern day Republican is. And it's sad. And as I always say, do not call these people conservative. Never call Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, James Cober, people like the one you just heard. There's nothing conservative about that. These are MAGA Republicans. These are Trump cult members. Call them that. And speaking of the Trump cult members, Alina Haba was also outside and she's now the 
She's now the spokesperson for the Trump PAC, the one that paid $40 million in legal fees in the past six months. Yes, the same Trump PAC that paid $108,000 and $240,000 total for Melania Trump's hair, the same Trump PAC that's paid a quarter of a million dollars to renovate Donald Trump's private jet. Yes, that same PAC that paid Rudy Giuliani's electronic discovery bills. But, you know, they paid Alina Habba $1.5 million. I went through the financials. Alina Habba is making $1.5 million in the past six months from the pack. Imagine you're that guy. I mean, I'm sure he's okay with it. Like that guy's giving money for Melania Trump's hair. I mean, just, <laughs> just, just think about that. But, you know, Alina Habba was never the greatest in the courtroom. I would say she's probably the worst to ever live. And she was sanctioned nearly a million dollars in the case that she brought for Donald Trump in the Southern District of Florida. It was you know, Donald Trump was held in contempt in the other cases. All she did was like basically lose every case. But now she's the spokesperson for uh, the political action committee. And it's so good because she just incriminates Donald Trump. So like literally while the arraignment is taking place, Alina Habba is generating evidence for special counsel Jack Smith. Like she's like actually like producing evidence. Like it's it's unheard of what's taking place. Um, the first one, a clip I want to show you. This this is Habba. She goes in there and she first goes, yeah. Well, Trump did nothing wrong. Let's play this clip first. Then I'll show you the one where she incriminates Donald Trump. Play this clip. About free speech, but the special counsel says Trump could have disagreed with the results and talked about it. No crime there. The difference is what he did to try and switch the votes. So. What is it that he did to try and switch the votes that you re refer to? By bringing cases, by using the law in an appropriate manner, unlike what we're sitting here today seeing, this is not appropriate. What President Trump did is he said, go patriotically and peacefully and protest. That is an American right. That is why we are America and we are not a third world country. Although I will say that today, I don't feel very much like we are in America. Wow, 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 wow. Maybe you read the indictment because not only is there specific examples, but there is specific examples in the various states that the indictment goes through with the specific conversations that took place. By the way, you got you got former Vice President Mike Pence saying it. You got former Attorney General Bill Barr saying that it was criminal. But yet you have Alina Habba out there. You have her. And, and, and here's the one where she basically, I guess, like, Ad admits to the crime where she goes, yeah, I, I think everyone knew that he lost the election, which is the exact, it's, that's true, but that's the exact opposite thing of one, what she just said in the last clip that I, <laughs> that I showed you, number one. But number two, that's the exact opposite thing of what his whole defense is made up of. So she just incriminated him. Play this clip. Number of, uh, there's testimony and there's a number of aides that have said that the president was made aware that he lost the election and yet continued to uh, argue that it, that it was stolen from him. How, how do you reconcile those two things? Well, I think that everybody was made aware that he lost the election, but that doesn't mean that that was the only advice he was given. As anybody understands what happens in the Oval Office, there are a numerous amount of advisors and politicians and lawyers, not just one or two, that are giving you advice and telling you what they believe is true. So he may not agree with Mike Pence. He may not agree with one of his lawyers, but that doesn't mean that there weren't other people advising him exactly the opposite. And the president has a right, as every one of us do, to listen to several opinions and make their decision. Wow. Okay. And I mean, just admits to it. And then, of course, they can't do anything without saying Hunter Biden's name. Like, people don't care about Hunter Biden 
while he was drug addled. People don't care about Hunter Biden. Like, like other than like, I hope you have a good recovery, Hunter. I I, I hope you recover. I you know I I hope you go on and do productive things with your life. You know it's it's deeply sad what took place. You know at that time in your life after your brother died and after going through the tragedies that you went through, and it's disgusting what they do. But he's not Jared Kushner. He's not Ivanka. He's not in open and obvious ways, getting bribed, getting two billions of dollars from the Saudi. But of course, she's got to talk about Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Here, play this clip. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. The next day, really, those two things happened on like, she's just saying words like, okay, first off, it wasn't a raid. It was a lawfully executed search warrant. But the search warrant and the indictment did not happen on the same day, number one. Okay. But I guess that's semantic. I mean, that's the obvious error that she made. But the more obvious one is what in the world are you even talking about? And by the way, if the MAGA Republicans put forward evidence about President Biden taking bribes for Hunter Biden, evidence, evidence, do you know what evidence is? Like a document, like a recording. No, not like an FD 1023 form that's hearsay on top of hearsay on top of hearsay where even the Russian oligarch who purportedly made it says, I never said anything like that. What are you talking about? No, I mean like evidence, like an audio recording, like a document, like a financial but, but, statement. But, but Ben, here's the thing. It doesn't, it, it, that doesn't even matter. Like they could, honestly, honestly, they could have evidence that Hunter Biden shot someone on Fifth Avenue to borrow a phrase from Donald Trump. That would not affect what Donald Trump did whatsoever. That would be a totally separate issue. The two things are not related. And every time they try to bring out these Hunter Biden accusations, it falls apart in the most humiliating ways possible. But guess what? Hunter has nothing to do with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has a very detailed indictment, multiple incredibly detailed indictments against him, which lay out crimes, like you said, Ben, with evidence. And this is the line that you have people like Kevin McCarthy and Habba and Elise Stefanik and all these people. They all spout the same thing, right? Oh, what a coincidence. We just were talking about Hunter Biden. And then uh, the day later, something happened to Donald Trump. Uh, uh, weaponization. It's like, y'all talk about Hunter Biden every single day. You, have you. Been, you are spreading Hunter Biden conspiracy theories every single day and have been for the past two, three, four, five. I don't even know how many years, but I bet if you check Fox News or if you check the transcripts in Congress, you wouldn't go a single day without a mention of Hunter. So is it a coincidence that something happened to Donald Trump while you were speaking about Hunter Biden literally every single day? No. Additionally, they ramp up their Hunter investigations and the accusations against President Biden. They ramp these things up as we're getting closer to more indictments to try exactly. to deflect and distract so that they could use this ridiculous talking point. It's so transparent. 
anyone with a half a brain cell should be able to see this, but they're able to pull this one over on their base time after time again, and then just move the goalposts or have another shiny object that they wave at them. It's just lie after lie after lie after lie, Jordan. And it's the 1D checkers that they're playing, Brett, because you're so right. That's their one move. Let's talk about Hunter. Let's spread these conspiracies every single day, and then let's ramp up our rhetoric as we know these indictments are coming so we could say, oh, look at the coincidence. Look at the weaponization. No. And by the way, the American people, I have confidence, the utmost faith that they see right through their nonsense because what Ben said before, the average American doesn't give two shits about Hunter Biden. And here's the thing about like the Republican base who does at least pretend to care about this sort of thing. Like I've seen them now become increasingly angry at these Republicans who pull this move. And they're not angry that they are lied to which they are lied to all the time. They're angry because these Republicans like James Comer, like Jim Jordan, like Kevin McCarthy, they set these unrealistic expectations that Hunter Biden's getting arrested tomorrow or Joe Biden's about to be impeached and he's going to be whisked out of office. And I don't know what they think. I mean, Vice President Harris would become the president. But but they, they, they've, they've in their mind built up this fantasy of what's going to happen through all of these lies. And inevitably- it's not going to happen because they're all lies and conspiracy theories. And the attempts by Kevin McCarthy and them to distract may work a bit, but you start seeing people like I saw famed Cat Turd, uh, Ben, who we mentioned Cat on the Turd. show Ooh. yesterday. Cat Turd saying he'll never- Republican influencer. Republican influencer, Cat Turd. He was, he, like, like he, his big post that was going super viral in right-wing circles uh, yesterday was, I'm never voting for a Republican again. They are weak. They refuse to do anything. I will vote for Donald Trump. He has my support, but I will never vote for a single one of these weak Republicans. Or, and that's the vibe that they are getting. And mm-hmm. so I think it's interesting to also note that there is this rift where they are they pledge allegiance to Trump because it's a cult but they actually hate the rest of the party and they are even pissed off by their actions and for it's the ultimate irony now that they control these committees in the House of Representatives right because now they actually have the power if these conspiracy theories are true they never wanted the power to prove it yeah because <laughs> it's easy just to make up things on fox every day and the fox go oh I'm jesse waters okay. like that's like that's easy to do but now you have to go jesse waters now yeah he's an idiot a plus jesse waters now, now, now you have to go in a committee or in a closed session deposition with people like Democratic Congress member Dan Goldman, a former federal prosecutor who mm-hmm. gets to cross-examine. You get to go in front of people like Democratic Congress member Raja Krishnamurthy from Harvard Law who gets to cross-examine these witnesses. And they go, oh, okay. So what you're worried about is something that happened in April of 2020 who was the president in April 2020? Well, 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 what do you mean by that? I mean, who was the president? Oh, there was, who was the president? <laughs> who was the president? That was the Raja Krishnamurthy clip. And, and it's like, just say, was it Trump? Was Trump the president? Well, I'm a little bit uh, befuddled uh, by your question. And, and, you know, I'm not I'm, quite sure what you're getting at. I'm a little bit uh, befuddled by this uh, question. It's like, okay, you, you all- like, What is just, wrong with it? Are you okay? The biggest, I'm not even sure what accent that was uh, supposed to be. Um, But here's the one of the big things too, read the evidence. 
read the indictment. That's what we do here on the Midas Touch Network that they don't do on any of the large media networks. And Ben, you know where you can read the evidence and read the indictment? On the all new MidasTouch.com where we're posting the filings that we circle. Midas Touch. One sec. Let me me just say this before I lose my train of thought on this one is that let's look at this Republican Party right now, Brett, I thought you brought up an excellent point about how they're distancing themselves, like the cat turds of the world, from the actual party, calling them weak Republicans. The writing was always on the wall. This should come as no surprise for Republicans right now. When when Trump was running to this day, the MAGA Republican Party, they're not waving American flags. They're waving Trump flags. The, the writing was always on the wall for these Republicans. So now for them to be, I guess, like they fed this base. And now they just have to reap what they sow because they they fed this monster and now they're all going to turn on them. Jay, you are spot on. Okay. And 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 here's what's going to happen, right? All every time and this happened back in uh the 20 the 2022 midterms, right? They, anytime something happens against Trump, they go you just won Republicans the midterms, right? You just won Donald Trump just won a second just won a second term. Here's what's going to happen though to these Republicans. If Donald Trump is convicted in any of these number of cases, when he is convicted, these Republicans are not going to be angry at Democrats. I mean, they will be angry at Democrats because they will blame that even though it's not Democrats who are prosecuting them. It's judges and juries. Um, But they are going to be mad at the Republicans Mm -hmm. for not being able to protect Donald Trump. That's the thing that I think a lot of people aren't picking up on also. There will be a backlash from the Republican Party. It will not to be to vote for the Republicans who are they are going to view as traitors for letting Trump be convicted because of all these promises. They are setting themselves up for the ultimate failure. You know, Alina Habba gave off the vibes of the, you know, it's all projection and confession, the North Korean propagandist. I, I, I saw this. And do, do we have a photo in our archives of the North Korea? I bet I you Brett so has. Ha- I just so happened to have it. You just so happened to have it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> that, 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 that's MAGA Republican for you. We still have a lot to discuss on the show. Thanks, everybody, for unlocking the Ben Micellis emoji, last one, with the 400 memberships. That's one of the ways to support the Midas Touch Network by clicking that dollar sign on the bottom of the YouTube, gifting memberships, buying yourself a membership, requesting a membership as a gift. We've got a lot more show, so stick around. We will be right back. I have a big family, and that means there's usually a lot of trash left over by the time the work week comes to an end. And frankly, I used to feel a bit guilty about this, but then I got a Lomi. Now that I have a Lomi, it's changed the way I think about my food waste. First off, Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps to dirt in just under four hours. Now, I love composting. Plus, it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no more food rotting in my garbage and smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash once a week. And it's a hassle-free, mess-free experience. No more leaking bags. Here's something cool, too. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I feed to my plants, lawn, or garden. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane gas. I get to help the environment and make my life easier. And all the food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge, they go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food right from the backyard. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. And by reducing the amount of food that I send to a landfill, I'm helping to do my part for this planet while also feeding my garden. Now, whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. 
Head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this. Welcome back. We are live during the break. Um, I was asked, uh, can you have salty check diarrhea social dying to know what he's posting tonight? I think that refers to Donald Trump's social media platform. Yes, we checked it out. Salty got it. Salty wet on diarrhea social. Salty. <laughs> Salty. Salty. Oh, okay. Now let's take a <laughs> let's take a look right here. Um, here's what Donald Trump is posting. Let's this is his day. This is Donald Trump's day. I'm now going to Washington, D.C. to be arrested for having challenged a corrupt, rigged, and stolen election. It was a great honor because I'm being arrested for you. Make America great. It's a great honor. The guy's like the most deranged person. Oh, here's another one. I need one more indictment to ensure my election. This is an individual who the MAGA Republicans want to hand the nuclear codes to. I need one more indictment to ensure my It's because he knows he's getting at least one more indictment. (laughs) I called it. I called it. I won. Look, (laughs) look at me. I'm all knowing as I predicted. It's like Thanos collecting infinity stones, just collecting different indictments. Unbelievable. As I predicted, now I shall win. And like, just like we forget sometimes, like even like the, like his picture on his post is like the American flag on his face. Like, like, like this is a weird man. Like, (laughs) I like like to think of them as uh, red jail bars, right? Like, Like, this is just a disturbed, malignant, narcissistic, sociopathic, like crazy person. And like, we were like, I'm not going to be gaslit and act like this is some normal. This is some weird, weird crap. All right. His next post. Biden and his family steal millions of dollars, including bribes from foreign countries. I'm headed to D.C. to be arrested for protesting a crooked election. Unfair venue, unfair judge. We are a nation in decline. MAGA, MAGA, unfair, unfair. Everything's unfair, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, the, and it's just whiny. Like, yes, it's all lies, but it's whiny. And I always say, like, if you had a friend, family, coworker, neighbor, someone who posted things like this, you'd be like, I think we need to do a 5150 psychiatric home. Like, like this is not a normal person. Now, then he fundraises on it. Here's a fundraising post. Contribute. He, he does a fake mugshot of himself. Like, just think about that. He's doing fake mugshots. And he, um, and he and says he's six foot five in the mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> what a total lunatic. If you could just go back to that post, though, I mean, like, his son-in-law got two billion dollars from a foreign like like why I just that one point alone should just disqualify him. Oh, how about the fact that when the Saudi golf tournament plays at uh, at at Trump's golf course, Trump spreads nine eleven conspiracies and says we don't know what happened. Like I mean, like, like no, every really like, everything he says is like a dis- like is a disgusting maniac. Okay, here's this is what he says after considering the fact that I had to fly to a filthy, dirty, falling apart, and very unsafe Washington D.C. today, and that I was then arrested by my political opponent who is losing badly to me, which is not true at all in the polls. Crooked Joe Biden. It was a very good day. By the way, let, let let's check like what's the common usage on that post is just disgusting. By the way, I mean it's like no one's even taught him ever how to use a comma. I, let's get salty to uh, pull up Biden posts just so. We could pick up some random Biden posts right here. Well, let me let me take a look at what this one. I need a magnifying glass to cover my eyes. Okay, 
Bidenomics is about increasing competition, not stifling competition, because when companies have to compete, it means lower prices, fairer wages, and more innovation. No, he's not doing crooked. James Comer and Jim Jordan were exposed. No, no, Salty, pull up another random, pull up, pull up another random one, Salty. That's what else we got. The message I get time and time again from CEOs of Fortune 500 companies is that that they'll invest if the federal government invests. That's why I signed the Chips and Science Act to supercharge our efforts to make semiconductors here. How any sane American can look at this and go, you know, I'm going to go with the first guy. I'm going I'm to do it. I'm going to give that first guy. That guy's going to be the guy who makes the decisions over my life. That's... Yeah, my children, my grandkids, that guy. Okay, clearly you are there there are major major issues if and, that's the decision that you make. And I do want to thank all the Midas Mighty out there cuz they're the ones who gave me the idea of all right, Ben, you do the Trump post. We get it. He's horrible. Okay? He's the worst. You you, you win. He's the worst. Can you please <laughs> <laughs> we, we we get the point you're trying to make every day. But what would be really good is if you then show what Biden is doing next to it to give that comparison so that we can then share this in a meaningful way with people that we know. And I listened. That was a great idea. And great I, job really, listening, ben. I, I, I really, really, really like that idea. I think folks should, should listen uh, to me more. <laughs> I think folks should also look at like the actions of Congress, though, and how they play into these statements. Because remember one of the things that we've been speaking about on this show, all of Donald Trump's actions and his responses to these various indictments and legal troubles are all highly coordinated with the Republican Party. And they admit it. Like at least Stefanik was asked about it and said, yes, her and Trump discussed strategy. So you have her, you have, uh, you know, McCarthy, you have Trump, you have Jim Jordan, you have all these people coordinating on messaging, not to figure out how can we best help the American people this week? What, what what initiatives can we put forth? It's always about what can we do to distract and what can we put out there um, to attack America, actually, and try to distract from Donald Trump's crimes. How could we act in Congress as an extension of Donald Trump's legal defense for his criminal and civil trials? It's what they're acting at. And you could see it because this new uh, you can't call it a defense, but this weird line of attack by Donald Trump after this indictment today, his first response was what we just read in that post. Then he went on to give a statement in front of the cameras where he said basically the exact same thing, like DC, piece of crap city, awful, uh, you know, disgusting, blah, blah, blah. And what like when the we Fox see- hosts in New York, they're like, they're, who like live in New York and they're like, yeah. we, we, we hate New York. And remember when Gavin Newsom was like, where, where do you want to live, man? You live in New York. What do you Talking about, you're gonna, you're and, gonna and he's like, "Well, I want to leave." Well, okay, then, then, then leave. Then. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, and and if you remember, you know, what were the hearings about just a couple months ago? Like the the Congress was holding all these hearings every single day to do what? To attack Washington D.C., which mm-hmm. is absolutely not a real function of Congress to do. What did they do uh, around the time of Donald Trump's Manhattan indictment and arraignment? They 
did all these investigations into Manhattan and crime in New York City. And it was all Jim Jordan every day would tweet about. Like he would find like random crime stories that happen in every city across the country. But he'd be like one dead in New York stabbing, uh, you know, and, and, like the crime adult city. Yet they come after Trump. Like, uh, OK, like, and then it was the person in like and they couldn't even find the New York crime like it was a person from New Jersey. Remember? And it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The person they brought out for their hearing was the person somebody. they brought out from New Jersey. And I, I thought they totally were taking more than a decade of, ago. Yeah, more than a decade ago from New Jersey had nothing to do with Alvin Bragg. And that's the person that they brought out. But let, let's show the contrast again, because, you know, I was showing the North Korean propagandist and Alina Haba because like, let's even like look at, OK, who who's supporting Trump? Right. And who is you know, who's left that MAGA Republican cult simply because while they're willing to go along with all of the lots of the dangerous stuff, they draw like one final line when it's like, all right, like we're not going to like truly like, like just like give this to Putin, are we? Like, okay, we're not going to go that far, but like we're, we're willing to go pretty far. So like even former Vice President Pence came out with a strong statement. So I want to show first Pence, then I want to show a statement from Donald Trump's former Attorney General, Bill Barr, and then I want to compare that with Uday and Kuse. I mean, I want to compare that with Eric and, 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 and Don Jr., because, but, but, but that is what an authoritarian regime is, though, right? Like, oh, yeah. Saddam, it's like it's like Saddam, Saddam's kids, you know, mm-hmm. the propag Baghdad Bob, you know, you've got, you know, Alina Haba, you know, you got, you know, and and that's like that's the crew, and then you got that guy who's like, you know, I'm gonna cut up my shit into seventy eight shit pies. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's like the scene. It's like the scene from what is it, it happening? Is, 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 is I for breakfast? It's like it's like it's like, well, like you could have said anything. You know, it's like when you take a shit and you and you splice it with the knife. It's like well, you guys and, and they're like just disgusting. That's like I was like, asking. I, I, I was asking you about Donald Trump's trial, but if you're talking, I was about asking you about your shit. Yeah. Okay. about the trial like what are you disgusting people talking weird, about right, weird show, pi- weird pivot but okay sh- all right show, sh- show the show the pence clip <laughs> let's be clear on this point it wasn't just that they asked for a pause uh the president uh, specifically asked me and his gaggle of uh of crackpot lawyers asked me to literally reject votes to which would have resulted in uh in the issue being turned over to the house of representatives and literally chaos would have ensued yeah, I mean that's so when he when he goes, oh, it's just uh, I just asked him to pause. No, by the way, Pence testified before the grand jury. Pence is going to be a witness against Donald Trump at the trial, and he's going to say that you're going to have the former vice president testifying at a trial in 2024 against Donald Trump. This is Bill Barr when because one of the things that Trump is trying to set up as well is blame it on John Eastman yep. and say it's John Eastman's fault, it's the lawyer's fault. I got bad advice from lawyers, but what Bill Barr pointed out it was actually a good point and I can't believe I'm saying that Bill Barr made a good point. If you make a defense of counsel, guess what? You can't have Baghdad Bob testify for you, right? You can't have Alina Haba show up there or Kimberly Gargoyle, you know, show up there at Guilfoyle and do, you know, and do their routine. They they know like they can't do that shtick up there, right? Like what you need is a witness. And for a defensive counsel, you know who has to testify, right? The person. Like you can't get that in 
outside of Donald Trump testifying. So if you're going to blame it on the lawyers, you can't have somebody say, Donald Trump told me he was relying on the counsel, on his counsel. Why? Because that's hearsay, would not be admissible evidence. So Trump has to testify if he's going to blame his lawyers for it. And listen to what Bill Barr has to say. Play this clip. Also, I don't think this defensive uh, advice of counsel uh, is going to go forward because I think the president would have to get on the stand and subject himself to cross-examination in order to raise that. And he'd also have to waive attorney-client privilege. And, and what would happen if he got on the stand? I think uh, I think it would not look, it would not come out very well for him. Do you think it would hurt him? Oh, yes. Yes. Why do you think that? Well, because I think he'd be subject to very skilled cross-examination. And I doubt he remembers all the different versions of events he's given over the last few years. Okay, if there are 200 new memberships, we will make a former Vice President Pence fly emoji, or we will select your former Vice President Pence fly emoji for the next episode. The if there are 200, are so Every, funny. everybody's saying next they want. Next episode, though, we, we're not going to do episode, not this episode. We will have a fly emoji. If there are 200 new memberships. We will prepare the Pence fly emoji, and you could submit your Pence fly. Wow, emoji. We UGC, I love Jim that. Jordan, used to do those campaigns. Back back in my marketing days, user generated content. Let's go, Midas Mighty. I know yeah, we can knock you, out a few you, really. You can make the Pence emoji as a fly. We will use the previous Jim Jordan mosquito emojis, and we will continue with our Midas Mighty insect collection for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> MAGA Republican insect collection. We'll do worms. We'll do centipedes. You know, can I comment on the pens clip real quick? I know yeah, we just moved on to the yeah, bar clip, but but just this, yeah, let me let me just let me just uh, get this pod back on track. Wow, I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, the pens clip is that MAGA hokey pokey that I tell people about too that that we've spoken about on the pod. The comment wasn't super damning to Trump. Like it was like one hand in, one hand out. Like I still want his base to kind of maybe potentially like me because ultimately the line that is the key takeaway there is the crackpot lawyers line. And he's now said that a couple of times. So that's the big takeaway for me, at least listening to Pence, is that it's more of an indictment on, on Donald Trump's legal team than it is actually on Trump. Well, that's how Pence tries to be the... Maga hokey pokey. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, what, that's how Pence tries to be like, you know what? It was really the lawyers who were really bad, you know, but that's mm -hmm. just... But, but and by the way, for those who been. read the indictment, a lot of the... MidasTouch.com. MidasTouch.com. A lot of the information gathered in the indictment came from Mike Pence's contemporaneous notes that Mike Pence on the day of January 6th, Mike Pence in all of his interactions with Donald Trump would leave and he would write his notes as to what happened. So they have all this firsthand evidence, which came from Mike Pence directly and from his testimony that he gave before the grand jury, which is also enraging at the same time as, as, as incredible as it is that they have this breadth of information in the indictment, like you have Mike Pence, this freaking coward, right? Because let's let's not beat around the bush. Mike Pence is a coward, despite all of this absolute disgrace. Mike Pence held on to all this information that he had in these notes until he was absolutely forced to turn it over and forced to go before the grand jury. Even if he was playing a little game to try to appease Trump or whatever, he could have went and testified with the January 6th committee. He could have made himself available to Jack Smith earlier, but he did not. But you're seeing now the fruits of those notes 
finding themselves into the actual indictment. And you're seeing that Pence, Mike Pence, actually contributed quite a deal of evidence here, which will be important come the trial. You know, the first federal judge who made the big ruling that all of these documents need to be turned over to the January 6th committee, which really got the ball rolling to turning over all these Trump records. You know, the judge, Judge Tanya Chutkin, the federal judge now presiding over this criminal case. She made the ruling in 2021 in a case that Trump filed against the National Archives and the January 6th committee. And federal judge Tanya Chutkin said the following in making the ruling, rejecting Donald Trump's attempt to block this information. Quote, presidents are not kings and plaintiff Donald Trump is not the president. That was, like that's it. the judge presiding over this case and turned over all the records to the January 6th committee. Let's compare what we just heard from Pence and Bill Barr to Eric Trump. My, my daddy, my daddy cannot wait. My, my, my no, daddy, goes, my, really father, my father, my father, my father, my father, my daddy, my daddy, I'm 45 years old, but my daddy says that he really wants discovery. My dad, my daddy, my daddy here, play, 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 play this, play this clip. And Jesse, let me yeah. let me just tell you one thing. My father cannot wait to take discovery on these people. There are a lot of questions about January 6th. Trust me. Yeah. How about all the videotapes? How about all the FBI agents that were in there? There's a lot of questions. I mean, why didn't they call up the 10,000 National Regard, you know, reserve troops that my father, you know, approved? Why didn't they do that? They what might, else is they, happening behind the scenes? They might regret fast tracking this trial before the election. We'll see how it shakes out. Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? My daddy, my, my daddy called up 10,000. No, he didn't. Do you know how we know that? Because the acting defense secretary testified before the January 6th committee and they asked the acting defense secretary, did Trump do that? Because that's what they're saying he did. Did he do it? No. Just to be clear, Donald Trump never ordered 10,000 or 20,000. He never made that order, did he? And the acting defense secretary said, no, never made that order. That's why, okay, you want that in discovery? Here you go. And when special counsel Jack Smith prepares indictments like this, he's going to turn over all these records. They're going to have it all. Go issue your subpoenas. They're like bragging. Okay, we're going to prove that the 2020 election was stolen. Really? That's what you're going to prove? You realize that you idiots hire two consulting firms that you paid over a million or close to a million dollars each. So over a million dollars total. And they told you there was no fraud capable of overturning the election. They told you that. That's the evidence against you are your own consultants, you idiots. But that's the thing. That's Uday, Kusay, Baghdad, Bob. That's not conservative, right? That's not what it means to be conservative. And one of the things here, again, that we ask you all to do is go to MidasTouch.com and read the indictment. Read it all. Read it. So spread the message. Let people know what's going on there. We still have a lot to talk about. I'm cracking up because we actually are close to hitting the 200 memberships. People really want that Pence uh, to work salty. The insect insect collection is growing, is growing. We're going to have ants centipedes, worms, the bugs life. Going, a get, bugs ready, life in the get ready for 2024. We got to talk about how the Trump SPAC just lost its independent auditor and what was revealed in the 10K that 
their financials could not be relied upon. Some big E. Jean Carroll news as well as she files a motion for summary judgment. And let's get into that deposition transcript of Devin Archer, which totally contradicts everything the MAGA Republicans have been lying about. It's MidasTouch.com, and we're taking our last quick break of the day. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner, and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because, frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan Commuter Collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The Commuter Collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office. Welcome back. We are live on the Midas Touch podcast. I love indictment days. During the break, season, big bro, indictment season. We have the indictment season right. shirts at store.midastouch.com. Store.midastouch.com. You know those pins you always bring up about store that are on store. We're down to our last 70. So we are convict very close. Pins? To, yeah, the Convict 45 pins. We are very close to, oh, wow. to just being out. These. Wow. Wow. Those, 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 gone. They're going to be gone in 48 hours. So during uh, during the break, I was looking at the chat and someone said, Ben, the lady with the inflatable Trump, her name is Medea Benjamin, and she's with Code Pink. There she is right there. So I searched it. Out of Medea. I, she, she, I, I like the name Benjamin. So I, I want to give uh, her, a, I want to give her a special I, shout out. Looks like, like she's on Twitter here. here at, at Medea Benjamin. So yeah, you can give every, her, every, uh, go, everybody, go, everybody, everybody send her love from the Midas Mighty. Yeah, send her some love, and I gotta do some. I gotta do an interview with her. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta oh, meet yes. her, and I gotta meet her. I want to see if she was also outside the courthouse in the E. Jean Carroll <laughs> case um, as well, and see if my theory. But if, she, but she, if, she's if, a, if, if if that is her, she's quickly gonna become your favorite person in history. Like like you easily. You you, you, you may love her more than you love us. Like if, if that's her, <laughs> like in both those, be like, close. 
<laughs> speaking of speaking of E. Jean Carroll, two big updates to report there. First, Judge Lewis Kaplan ordered that the deposition transcripts of Donald Trump be turned over to the Manhattan District Attorney and the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case for Donald Trump's, you know. A porn star hush money case. I mean, this guy's like the worst guy, Donald Trump, in the world. But the, the fact that you even say that, um, you know, the 34 felony count case brought by the Manhattan District Attorney. Um, and I love the way Judge Kaplan just like made the order. Like he just like scribbled it uh, on the letter. He just wrote, hey, yes, just turn it over. Yeah, yeah, it's. I've seen that. I've seen that before in in New York. That's not something I see in other states. But the judge is just like, yeah, turn it over to E. Jean Carroll's lawyer. Sign Judge Kaplan. Just you know, handwrites it on the letter that was requesting it in the first place. But I there's something about being extremely successful in your field and having horrible handwriting. There's 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 some connection. There's a one to one correlation there. I think so. I mean, these 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 doctors who write these prescriptions, these lawyers, these judges, like like you, you have to like you know, decipher it. Let's see, let's see the Ben Man handwriting. The bed. Yeah, can't can't yeah, make that out. Yeah, Ben it's just pulled out. That's a disaster, absolute disaster. It's what like is you, that? What goes on in your brain? What what are we even looking <laughs> those at? Those are like that, that, that's that's when they call uh, Trump's notes. Who's the, the guy uh, in a beautiful mind? Beautiful mind. Okay, so was it was it Steve Nash? Steve Nash was the basketball player. All right, so right here, like this is. This is all of my hot takes that I do for today. John Nash, honey. These are no, my I, hot takes that I do Nash. for today right here. And Ben's so holding for up, my, for, for the audio listeners, Ben's holding up a, uh, a note. What is that? Um, things don't even appear to be on the individual lines. It just appears there's like- There's arrows like there's, pointing to different lines of like yeah, the train of thought. What? Uh, your mind is a scary place, B. I love you, but whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm it's like Ben's sure reevaluating what, his whole life right now. What was that? Ben just had a mini existential crisis. I can't even read kidding. my own handwriting and I have no clue what I did today. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to assess what it is that I've even done today. And I'm like, I don't even know what I... <laughs> At the time, it made a lot of sense. And we were just giving you a hard time. I'm sorry if it, if it took your brain to a different level there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you literally look like the Charlie Day meme of uh, Pepe. He's Soldier. frazzled. Ben's rattled. What do yeah, we do? I don't even know what I, I'm just trying. Like I'm going over the day, and I'm like, I wrote this today, but I have no clue. It'll, 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 it'll be okay. Trump arraignment. Trump arraignment. But we're Trump, talking about the E. Jean Carroll. E. Carroll. Um, she filed a motion for summary judgment in the other defamation case that she has pending, um, and she basically argued, look. I won the first defamation case, right? First defamation case I won. Um, so therefore, the jury verdict should stand. It should basically be the exact same finding. Let's just get to damages. We don't need people to uh, reach any conclusion on the merits. The merits have already been decided. It's the exact same facts. So how many millions of dollars, jury, are you going to award? right here at this point. That's the you know that's what she basically argued. And I think the judge is going to grant the summary judgment motion and the case is just going to be a case that simply relates to damages. That's it. And so every time and then I think she's going to sue again. I think she's going to do another case in the future because it's uh, at least a two-year statute of limitations for the other conduct that Donald Trump engaged in where he defamed her again. And so I think she'll sue him again. And so it's just going to go her going into court being like, yes, I like $15 million. Yes, I like $15 million. Yes, I like $15 million. And, and he's going to lose each time. So that's E. Jean Carroll. Now going to uh, Devin Archer 
Hunter Biden's former business partner. Uh, Devin Archer, uh, we got his deposition testimony transcript that was uh, finally released. So we get to see what's actually stated in there. You know, we get to actually deal with, you know, like evidence. Um, and so I want to show you first the opposite of evidence. And I want to show you what James Comer and Jim Jordan said to Hannity um, about whether or not they've been able to find any evidence about bribery. Here, play this clip. Do you believe that this is now officially the Joe uh, Biden bribery allegation? And do you believe that you will be able to prove that, Jim Comer? I sure hope so. And I, I do believe that uh, there's a lot of smoke. And where there's smoke, there's fire. We, we just heard testimony right. today that Joe Jim Biden had lied to the American people. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And we sure hope so. Okay, that is not evidence. That is not evidence. Can I show you what is evidence? And by the way, could you imagine special counsel Jack Smith holding the press <laughs> conference? And well, we, we should show that press conference, you know, but 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 could you imagine special counsel? We should show the press conference that so we could do a comparison. But could you imagine special counsel Jack Smith going up there and saying, ladies and gentlemen, I hope so. I hope, you know, there's a lot of smoke here, a lot of smoke and where there's smoke, I'm hoping that I'm going to find fire. And so, no, that's not what you do. What he says is, here's the evidence. Read it. He, read. Is, the, he is the smoke. Republicans are the smoke. They're the ones blowing smoke every single day. And then they go, oh, a lot of people don't see it. This, this is their whole thing, right? They spread the conspiracy theories and go, oh, well, many people are claiming, like Fox will use the term, growing concerns about Hunter Biden. Like, Growing by who? By you. Like, you're the ones doing a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of Republicans out there, they seem to distrust the Department of Justice. <laughs> Why? Why? Why could that be? Maybe because every single day you are spreading lies and conspiracy. They're you. You are the reason why. Anyway, here's Jack Smith to refresh everyone's memory. Good evening. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. 
They put their lives on the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our capital, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. Powerful, powerful. And you see the contrast. I mean, and it's not just simply like stylistic, right? It's like, read it. Read the indictment. It's what they're saying to people to do. Read it. We've put it very detailed. He is entitled to a presumption of innocence, not when there's where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, not, oh, we hope so. We hope this will be the result. It's the difference between very amateurish people who are not law and order people with James Comer, Jim Jordan. They're not lawyers. Like they're not lawyers. Like I, I go, I go back to this a lot. It's like because you could pick anybody if you're a republic, MAGA Republican or Republican. Like if you're in the U.S. Congress, right? The person who runs the Judiciary Committee, the Judiciary Committee, I think at the very least should have passed the minimal competency test to be a lawyer. Now, do I think that that should be the minimal competency test, the bar exam? Do I think that if you pass the bar exam, that makes you dip? No, I mean, I, I don't. I just think that you should be a, a licensed lawyer <laughs> at the at the bare minimum. And you should go by the rules of evidence if you chair the Judiciary Committee. Sorry, that's just, I, I think, the minimal standard or threshold. One of the things about James Comer and Jim Jordan also, um, Jim Jordan covering up sexual abuse when he was a wrestling coach, James Comer being accused of sexual abuse by his ex-girlfriend. Um, I think a common theme that we see throughout, you know, I was looking at the speech um, over the weekend that uh, Donald Trump gave in Erie, Pennsylvania. And there was one of the speakers too, when I was doing my hot take, I was like, I just want to find out like, like, like who is this speaker? Um, hadn't seen him before. I was, was it a, a politician or who was it? It was the person who had to drop out of the race for Senator, a MAGA Republican, who, the one who Trump endorsed first before endorsing uh, the other candidate. And he dropped out because his uh, ex-wife accused him of abuse and 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 other kind of very serious issues, and that's why he dropped out. And it's kind of like a constant theme that we that that, that we see throughout. We did a whole five minute video on it um, that uh, where we probably could have won twenty minutes um, with it. Um, but you know, look, I want to go back to evidence based stuff. So Devin Archer who is a former business partner of, of Hunter Biden, MAGA Republican said that what Devin Archer was going to testify was that he was in the room where Joe Biden would call Hunter Biden and get involved in business deals. Not that Joe Biden called his son, okay? Not that a father called his kid and a kid called his father on a daily basis. And at the end of the day, that's all Devin Archer testified to. All Devin Archer said is, look, I was around when, yes, Hunter would call his dad 
and his dad and and Joe Biden at the time, vice president, or even in between the vice presidency and becoming president, would call his son on a daily basis and say, hey, son, I love you, and would never, he said in, in the deposition testimony, would never talk about business. It was always, hey, how's the weather, fishing, sports, hobbies, never about business. And Biden was just so super careful never to, to talk about business. And even Hunter Biden would say to Devin, yeah, I, I really won't have no ability to do anything to, to, to influence anybody. Like my dad won't go there at all ever. It's not something that could ever happen. And you don't have to take my word for it. We, we, we can go into the deposition. And by this way, this guy isn't my witness, right? He's not the Democrats witness. It wasn't like the, the, the Democrats didn't hype him. Right? He's not the Democratic witness. He's the Republicans' witness. And the Republicans are the ones saying, this is what Miranda Devine, who spreads all the lies about the MAGA Republicans, this is what she said. She goes, the DOJ is trying to arrest Devin Archer ahead of his bombshell testimony Monday about Joe Biden's involvement in his son's Ukraine business when he was VP. U.S. attorney in the SDNY, Damian Williams, issued a menacing letter yesterday telling Judge Abrams to order Archer to go to jail immediately to serve a one-year sentence for his fraud conviction, right? Like, just... None of like none of that's true. None of that, he, he testified on Monday. And this person also, this Miranda Devine, she's I think an Australian who moved here and now works for the New York Post. Um, she had a reputation back in Australia also of of spreading disinformation and being a very dishonest reporter. And the fact that the New York Post employs this person, whose really sole purpose for existing in the industry is to create lies and spread disinformation. Like what a shame, like how, how shameful to have this person on your payroll, um, who you want to call a journalist and, and, and just absolutely disgraceful. I'm, I wonder if there are any Murdoch ties there being from Australia and whatnot, if, if there's actually yeah, something yeah, deep, yeah. deeper to this, I'm sure there is, right, Bim? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, absolutely. But then what they do is like, the, and, and she does it in a very sinister way. Um, and I've seen how she does it before. So she considers herself an opinion columnist, not actually news. And so she writes these opinion pieces about like that are that are her like kind of defaming people. Yeah. And, but she says it's an opinion. And so then what Fox does is they then say, according to a report, which they then package as an opinion. But now Fox is relying on a report so they can try to insulate themselves from defamation. But it's their own, it's their own subsidiary. <laughs> it's their own company. It's the New York Post. And it's her writing the opinion piece. And that's one of the tactics that they do. But none of it's true. Like none of it's true. So then as Devin Archer is about to testify, right, the MAGA Republicans have to come up with something, right? They've been hyping this guy. They've been hyping that this you know, that this is the bombshell of bombshells, right? So then what do you got to do? You, you got to then come up with another conspiracy to cover up your last conspiracy because now he has to actually testify and he's not going to say all of the things you've been making up for many years. So now what is it? He's intimidated by the DOJ. They want to arrest him. They're trying to arrest him. And then Devin Archer has to say, no, no they're not. They're not trying to arrest me. Then the DOJ has to say, 
what are you talking about? None of that is true at all. But then they planned that seed. They go, why didn't he testify the way you told him? He was intimidated. That, and that's what they do. So let's just go into his deposition testimony. Question. So based on your knowledge and experience, your relationship with Hunter Biden, your time on Burisma's board, and the entirety of your knowledge and experience, do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that, quote, Vice President Biden did not alter U.S. foreign policy to benefit his son, Hunter Biden. Answer, I have no basis to know if he altered. I have no basis to know if he altered policy to benefit his son. So you have no knowledge. I have no knowledge. Sorry. You have no knowledge about altering any policies? No, I have no knowledge. Do you have, and then it goes on to say, do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that Hunter Biden's role did not influence U.S. foreign policy? Yeah, I, I have I have no basis. I have no basis to judge. I have no basis. Do you have no knowledge, nothing on your experience that contradicts? No, I have nothing. And then it goes on to say, so based on your knowledge, you have no evidence that would contradict. No, the report also found, quote, no evidence that any action of the U.S. government or any U.S. official was taken to benefit Burisma or Hunter Biden. Do you have any evidence or knowledge that contradicts this conclusion? No. So based on everything you saw, heard, and observed, do you have any knowledge of Joe Biden having any involvement with Burisma? No, not direct, no. No involvement of Joe? No. Compare that to Miranda Devine. Bombshell testimony about Joe Biden's involvement in his son Hunter's Ukraine business when he was VP. So it's like you they lie about everything. And by the mm -hmm. way, if there were 17 audio recordings of Biden, if there was one audio recording of Biden saying bribes, I would be very disturbed about that because that's evidence if you had that but the constant the constant lie 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 any one of these if you have shame you'd like resign but these maga republicans simply have no shame at all speaking of having no shame I want to show you what chris christie just said on Newsmax. I disagree with Chris Christie on many issues, but I actually appreciate his run right now for office because I found that Chris Christie's been the only person running in the Republican Party who's been calling Donald Trump out. Um, this is uh, Chris Christie on Newsmax on prime time calling Donald Trump out for uh, his grift. Again, they have no shame. Play the clip. I mean, to spend $40 million of middle-class donors' money on your own legal fees when you are a billionaire, um, to, to spend $250,000 of donor on re refurbishing your plane, spend $108,000 on a stylist for your wife and call it political strategy consulting. I mean, these things are just wrong. Um, and, and the fact is that people, when they hear those things, I think will be compelled to believe they're wrong as well. Um, spend your own money on your legal fees. You're running short of it. You know, go sell Trump Tower. Um, you don't yeah, live the, in New York the, the, anymore you know, anyway. Yeah. How are they even arguing? You know, there's no argument to that. Like, that's just that's just a fact. That's just the truth. I don't care what your political affiliation is. If you're OK with Donald Trump spending PAC money on his 
wife's hair on renovating his plane on Jason Miller's child custody lawyer. That's deeply, deeply problematic. One final thing I want to mention, of course, and that is in Fulton County, Georgia, where the main road around the Fulton County Courthouse is set to close to general traffic starting Monday morning, the Fulton County Sheriff's Office announced Thursday afternoon. Looks like next week is going to be very busy. Look like it's going to be a very busy week for MidasTouch.com. Wrap in, folks. I I do appreciate all the prosecutors taking note of our podcast schedule to make sure that we're bringing people the most up-to-date information. Really, really appreciate it. But, you know, this was announced by the sheriffs today, and we're already starting to see, you know, some barricades and and things like that uh, go up. But you know they're they're preparing. They're they are ready. And and these the, the sheriffs in Fulton County have actually went to the other uh, arraignments and they have seen what the scenes have been like around the courthouses. And they are using their learnings from being at these other arraignments to better prepare for the what looks like a likely indictment of Donald Trump and possibly some other co-conspirators down in Fulton County. So right now they have an announcement uh, that prior. Street between Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and Mitchell Street will be closed for 12 days starting on Monday, August 7th. And so this is all part of their security plan that they're cooking up here. And the Fulton County Sheriff, uh, you know, he, they, they said, like, we have no idea when exactly indictments are going to drop. But we know they're going to drop within this time period, and we are going to be prepared. And listen to these quotes from the Fulton County Sheriff. I thought they were pretty strong here. Here's what he said. We meet daily, and so we will have as much lead time as possibly available to us, and ultimately we will respond accordingly. But here's where it gets good. We are following our normal practices, so it doesn't matter your status. We will have mugshots ready for you. And here's where it gets really good. When you make a threat, when you become a keyboard bully, it's our goal to come and really hold you accountable. Woo. I missed that one. That's good. Yeah. That's I'll really you, good. Throw it on our Instagram, Jay. It's, uh, it's, it's pr- that pr- pretty right sh- there, though, is called law and order right it's there. Nice to see. And this is accountability summer right here, folks. So. I, 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 I did Ooh. tease the I did I did tease the Trump SPAC losing its order its auditor, and I'll, I'll just mention it briefly because it shouldn't shock you that everything that Donald Trump touches is embroiled in criminality or embroiled in incompetence, and so uh, the independent auditor for the Trump SPAC, uh, it's called Markham LLP resigned. And if you go through the uh, 8K form, it talks about some of the things that preceded the resignation. And it talked about how, as one of the disclosures made on May 24th, 2023, the company's audit committee concluded after discussion with the company's management and its advisors that the company's audited financial statements as of and for the year ending December 31, 2022, including in the company's annual report on Form 10-K, should no longer be relied upon due to an error related to the accounting for certain expenses in the previously issued financial statement as an 
as of for the year ending December 31, 2022. As such error is further described in the next paragraph. As a result of such error, the company's management concluded such financial statement had to be restated that a material weakness existed in the company's internal control over financial reporting and that the company's disclosure controls and procedures were not effective as of December 31, 2022. The material weakness has not been remediated as of the date of this current report. So it has not been remediated to this date and now they've lost their independent auditor and the merger is supposed to take place by September 8th of 2023. And you have the SPAC uh, Digital World Acquisition Company begging for an extension. You have Trump Media refusing to give an extension and they want to throw the SPAC under the bus. And because the SPAC agreed to like an $18.5 million settlement as well, Trump's refusing to sign the fraud settlement. They're fighting with each other and it's a complete and utter mess. And there was also, of course, an insider trading indictment with insiders at the SPAC. Of course, um, of course a, a DOJ action of $22 million insider trading <laughs> scheme. But, you know, they, 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 you know there, there you have it. Even t- Trump touches a social media company and it gets embroiled in all of that. And you so anytime he goes, what are you talking about? I, I, just go, I just go read the evidence, read the filings read the documents for yourself. By the way, that's why we have MidasTouch.com. In a short period of time, MidasTouch.com has already become one of the top pro-democracy websites, top news sites in the world as part of our soft launch right here. Soft launch. So make sure you go share the articles. We could read the indictment. Um, We have some exciting announcements we're going to make next week about the people who are involved in the website, the writers, the editors. I think we've established a dream team that I'm so excited to make more announcements next week on the website. So make sure you go to MidasTouch.com. I'm going to check now if we hit the 200 memberships, whether they were gifted memberships or personal memberships, uh, so to see if we get that pens fly emoji. So if you want to get more memberships now to see if we add up to 200, you can do that now. You can te- check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch to support the Midas Touch network as well. That's different than the YouTube memberships through the Patreon. That's where we have our Zoom meetings. Last week, we did a three-hour Zoom meeting um, with everybody, about two and a half hours, but two we answered hours. everybody's questions. It was so awesome, awesome to meet everybody, and we're going to do that again um, next month. But We've got a lot of great stuff on Patreon, including you can become an honorary producer and your name appears at the end of the show. Go to store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy gear and 100% union made, 100% made in the U.S. And make sure you're subscribed to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. Hit subscribe right now and make sure you're subscribed on all of our platforms. So if you're not an audio podcast listener, please go to the audio podcast and hit subscribe at the audio. If you are an audio podcast listener, hit subscribe uh, on our YouTube channel. And for both audio and YouTubers, now you get to go to MidasTouch.com every single day and you'll get the news articles. And I think the way we're framing the articles 
the way the content, it's going to be so different, but really fill a void that game has been changer. missing. I really think it is a game and like, changer. Here's something that just dropped there like right now as we're speaking. This just went up, an exclusive clip of Rudy Giuliani that we just found, and this has not yet been reported on the mainstream networks. I bet it will be in the next few hours once they see it. They better credit MidasTouch.com, I got, I got to <laughs> say. But Rudy Giuliani fuming at Mike Pence after Mike Pence referred to Donald Trump's attorneys as crackpot attorneys. That clip exclusively right now at MidasTouch.com and so much more. I'm just so thankful for this community. What an incredible community. I always Best feel the love every week whenever we do these shows. A lot of live broadcasts this week. Hopefully some more, uh, you know, uh, uh, not regularly scheduled live broadcasts again next week, if you know what I mean. These are always a great time. Brothers, I always have so much fun doing the show with you. Um, so honored to be doing with the Midas Mighty and just, just yeah. thankful each and every just day. Really, really, really like, I Y'all mean, those live, those live broadcasts that we did, just they were they were the number one of all genres, not even just news in the entire world on YouTube. And that's and that's just thanks to the Midas Mighty community. And every morning, Brett, to your point, I just wake up so grateful for the Midas Mighty community. This it's motivating. Is, it's a motivating community for me to be a part of this community with all the Midas Mighty out there. Intelligent, compassionate, unapologetically pro-democracy. Unlike MAGA that spreads hate and misery and anger, to have a community that spreads love and intelligent thought and facts and data and and for us to be a part like it is exhilarating for me to be a part of this community that you all created organically the Midas mighty so i i i can't thank you enough i love you i appreciate everything you do and the hard work that you do each and every day it doesn't go unnoticed we know all the hard work that you do and we appreciate you so so much historic week brothers historic week historic. love you guys love the Midas mighty just so just such such a proud moment in my life right now thank you so much jordy take it away shout out to the Midas mighty the Midas mighty standing strong against the fascists we sing our song At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.